enough on the talkers. Lawrence.com's politics and culture podcast and great John Benet's ghost. Have we got a special edition tonight for this week's punditocracy is a reunion, a reunion on many fronts, a reunion between our loyal audience and our traditional format, a reunion between two of the original pundits and most poignantly, a reunion between myself and my long absent pants. It's been a long, surprisingly cold separation, my court-ordered denim friend. But before things get too mushy with me in my pants, or in my pants, let's meet our very clad panel. Rejoining us tonight, after an unfortunate drunk driving incident involving the Malibu Police Department and ethnically charged comments blaming all of the world's wars on anti-Semitic Australian movie stars, it's Aaron! Say hello, Aaron. What's going on? <laughs> oh, it's been a rough last couple months for me. I, those Californian prisons are, are not good. Yep. Not good. Yep. They're as uh, rough on your ass as they are on your spirit. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I just I don't want to talk about it, okay? That's all right. Let's just not talk about We've, the drunk driving incident and yeah. the yelling anti-Semitic comments <laughs> at everybody. Against anti-Semitic Australian movie That's stars. right. That's all right. Stay strong. Uh, however, I, just, I will. It's all right. Okay. It's all right. We've got a box of tissues in here. Stay strong. Uh, not returning, unfortunately, to the pundit fold. In this case, following a separate controversy in which he faced allegations of bigotry after labeling an innocent monkey from the macaca genus with the insensitive slur Republican senator from Virginia, George Allen, a low blow, I might add, uh, Galen will not be joining us tonight. Uh, we can only imagine he's in jail somewhere in the world. Uh, frankly, with the mind that depraved, I mean, I, yeah, how could he stoop so low to call anyone, even a monkey, George Allen? That's just terrible. Uh, he deserves to be publicly flogged. That's I think. true. I believe that's what's happening right now uh, in uh, in Virginia. Good, uh, but returning. To the introductions, I am the recently repanted Gavin. Uh, feel free to contact us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Leave comments on our lawrence.com profile. And be sure to join us in the soul-draining void of loneliness and perversion known as MySpace. Yes, Punditocracy does have its own MySpace profile. God help us all. Please be our friends. We're so lonely. <laughs> Ah, they don't care. No, no. Nobody's listening right now. No, it's all right. Uh, but on to the topics, Aaron. On to the topics. Oh, we're actually going to talk about politics. I think we might talk about some oh. actual current events. Uh, ABC's Path to 9-11. Oh, fantastic yes. movie. Yes. Uh, the kerfuffle that's been raised. The kerfuffle. The kerfuffle yes. <laughs> that's been raised in regards to ABC's quote-unquote docudrama which means it's neither a documentary uh, nor really a drama. But, yes, I, I haven't seen this much misleading media propaganda since Katie Couric's publicity photos. Uh, for those who haven't heard of, and uh, judging by this thing's ratings on Sunday and Monday night, not many of you have heard of it. Uh, it was a five-hour 
Odyssey. Really. Yeah, yeah, like sort of a, a dramatized retelling. That's right of the events leading up to nine eleven. Uh, they were advertising it as based on the nonpartisan September eleventh uh, commission report. Uh, one of the co-chairs of the 9-11 Commission, uh, Thomas Keene from New Jersey, actually served as an advisor. So it actually had the patina of being legitimate. It seemed like and it had a uh, star-studded cast. Harvey Keitel was in it. Stephen Root. Uh, Stephen Root. Yes, better known as Bill from uh, King of the Hill. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. As well as Melvin from Office well, that's Space. Just- Man, that makes the movie that much I better. Know, knowing star-studded that cast. Wow. Um, but yeah, so people are expecting this thing to, you know, be a, an even-handed, fair-minded approach uh, to the tragic history leading up to September 11th. Yeah, fair enough, right? You would think. Uh, nope. No, as it turns out, eh. this thing managed to slip through the cracks at ABC. It was being shepherded by a producer, writer, and director who all had ties to this. Um, evangelical filmmaking think tank and the gist of the path to 9-11 what ended up airing was a pseudo-historical politically biased piece of crap (laughs) that laid all of the blame on September 11th on the Clinton administration oh yes and you know while I'm sure that there's plenty of blame to go around uh, everyone seems to be forgetting who the president actually was on September 11th and nine months leading up to and preceding September 11th. Yeah, and it's funny. But, that, no, that's the depressing. Yeah, the movie really, never really touched on that yes, at they all, did, did it? Yes, the, they would much rather spend time talking about how Bill Clinton was too distracted by the Monica Lewinsky scandal and how, on several occasions, they had Osama bin Laden directly in their sights. That's right. However, but Clinton was uh, Sandy Berger called it off. He hung up the phone on the CIA operative who had bin Laden in his crosshairs. That's uh, right. And that's because Bill Clinton was too overwhelmed with Monica Lewinsky's lips up and down on his cock the entire time. So <laughs> he, was, he was distracted, the poor guy. And yeah. because of his, um, you know, I don't know, sexual misconduct, he took his eye off terrorism. Not the and, bomb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, we all suffered on 9-11 because of it. All of this would be very damning and very compelling if any of it were true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now some of it. <laughs> Most of the central thesis, basically that due to Clinton's lax efforts on national security and uh, his whoremongering ways, uh, September 11th inevitably happened. It, not the case. And the September 11th commission never stated that uh, at several pass- at several points in the official September 11th commission report. They specifically refuted that allegation that Clinton was too distracted. In fact, he redoubled his efforts to try and counterbalance the uh, uh, Monica Lewinsky scandal by focusing on terrorism. And also, at no that, point that that little distraction <clears throat> where he lobbed cruise yeah. missiles into Afghanistan yeah. and that was wagging the dogs, so yes. to speak, by yes. Clinton. That specifically, yes, that That's in right. fact was the only time, uh, according to the September 11th Commission, that Clinton ever had verifiable intelligence of where Osama bin Laden was, and even that turned out to be wrong. 
Clinton and the CIA never had a direct shot at Osama bin Laden. And Sandy Berger, especially, never hung up the phone on any CIA operatives uh, who had bin Laden uh, in their sights. So there's political controversy surrounding this thing. It it had set off a wildfire on the blogosphere. And you're thinking, you know, this could be pretty devastating to Clinton's legacy. Uh, But now it actually just kind of reinforced it a little more, (laughs) I think. Well, the debate that surrounded it actually did help to clear up some inaccuracies and some uh, internet myths surrounding Clinton's legacy in regards to September 11th. Uh, But if this movie had actually been any good, uh, it would have been uh, twice as damning to Clinton's legacy. As it turns out, it was poorly written, poorly acted, and poorly directed. And you wouldn't think with Harvey Keitel that it would be poorly acted, but... Um, <laughs> ah, poor guy. He must be really hurting for work. Yeah, I know. Or uh, he might just be some right-wing nutbag. No, it turns out that Harvey Keitel had problems with the script and oh, raised really? during the filming and has since come out and said that he did have many problems with it and tried to correct the course, but oh, uh, interesting. it's pretty much already out of his hands at Well, because, you know, sometimes with these guys, you never really know. They can yeah, have I know. some sort of hidden agenda that... Never knew about. I him. will say this about Harvey Keitel: he's probably the only actor in recent memory who acts just as much with his ass and genitals as he does with the rest of his body. If you've ever seen The Piano or Bad Lieutenant, oh, you know actually, what I'm talking about. I just recently watched Bad Lieutenant. Yes. So you see, but Harvey show, Keitel. Show me how you suck a cock. Harvey Keitel obviously has nothing to hide. That's right. <laughs> But Harvey Keitel wasn't the problem here, although his acting was kind of, you know, sub-Harvey Keitelian, if Mm, I could coin that term. Uh, But, yeah, this thing if you ended up watching this thing, and I tried to watch a few minutes of it, it looks like a really bad episode of 24. They went for that sort of shaky cams. Oh, I love not talk shit on 24. I'm not talking any shit on 24. But that was clearly the style they were trying to ape when making this thing. That right, sort of right. that documentary style, like oh, in your okay. face, shaky camera. I can I can accept that. But they did analogy, it poorly. It looked like uh, twenty four if it had been shot by a scab during some sort of director's guild strike. It was just bad. <laughs> and well, the dialogue in this thing it looks like it was written by well, you know a right wing Republican who have. <laughs> You know, you know, say what you will about the Republicans. They they have their convictions. They have very strong beliefs, but they're not very talented people when it comes to the creative arts. Well, now Mel Gibson, come on, Mel Gibson's just insane. I wouldn't really label him uh, on any side of the political spectrum, except Jew hating, which is its own little well, now he's universe. Says, he says he doesn't hate Jews. Only when he's drunk does yes. he hate Jews. He doesn't hate Jews. He just thinks that they started all of the world's wars. <laughs> well, but they did, didn't they? <laughs> well, in fact, yes. Come to think of it, according hmm. to the path to uh, September 11th, the ABC Sorry. docudrama. Maybe that's really who's behind the September 11th attack. Yes. It's all what it comes down to. Yes. In fact, there are many conspiracy theories floating around that uh, they just had three Jews at the bottom of the uh, World Trade oh, Center yes. shaking it really hard. Who started that rumor? Mel Gibson? Yeah, it was Mel Gibson. Okay. Actually. It was actually his dad. <laughs> his dad. <laughs> his dad, by the way, is like gonzo, really? neo-Nazi. Did, did, did he really suggest this? Uh, no, but he has said uh, he's a Holocaust denier. 
Oh, it's a Holocaust denier. Yeah, which is yeah. also funny. Speaking of inappropriate uh, political bias in television <laughs> projects, Mel Gibson was actually at one point uh, lined up, again, with ABC to direct a Holocaust miniseries. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had never heard yeah, that. Which is <laughs> that would have been quite entertaining. Yeah, and that's, that's just perfect right there. That's a, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's like hiring George Allen to direct a uh, miniseries about North Africans. It's just, you know, not a good idea. Or that's kind of like George Allen, you know, starring in uh, a Ted Turner Civil War drama <laughs> playing a Confederate general. Yes. Oh, wait, you know what? He actually did. Oh, did he? <laughs> yes, he did. Uh-huh. He was in Gods and Generals, dressed up in full Confederate regalia, oh. singing along Is that to like- a Confederate ditty about how the South shall overcome those Yankee aggressors. Ah, I see. Gods and Generals, wasn't that the, like, seven-hour-long yeah. movie that nobody watched? <laughs> yes. The only people who watch that are invalids and uh, terminal cancer patients ah, because, well, they know, they can't get out of their bed. That's right. <laughs> I guess terminal <laughs> cancer patients have to watch something. I know. <laughs> so why not Gods and Generals? <laughs> Watching Gods and General, it just makes that sweet embrace That's of right. death <laughs> all the more. All the <laughs> comforting euthanasia. Yes, euthanasia. Yes. Euth- <laughs> euthanastic, really. <laughs> well, I watched, I don't know, about three hours of this movie. You're making this up. No, I'm not making this up, actually. Uh, I didn't watch this thing. I, I didn't watch the full five hours, but just, uh, I don't know, my overwhelming curiosity as to, I don't know, how they portrayed the events leading up to September 11th was just, I don't know, too, uh, well, I had to watch three hours of it. After that, <laughs> I turned it off. The fatigue started setting. Right. But yeah, it, blood pressure. it was a complete, obviously a complete right-wing sort of propaganda piece, if you will. Um, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of blame to be given around for September 11th. Um, I think it's inappropriate to blame any one person or any one agency. The government failed, and I think that that's that's really the bottom line. Um, If you really want to, in my opinion, if you really want to put blame on anybody, if any specific person, George Tenet, is probably more responsible for the intelligent failures and everything else leading up to September 11th than Bill Clinton is. But Clinton is at fault. Certainly Bush is at fault. If you go back even further than that, you could say H.W. <laughs> Bush, Reagan, yep. even going back to Carter, all of those presidents failed to really see the real threat of terrorism and to really do anything about it. Um, certainly the CIA is at fault, the FBI. Obviously Homeland Security is at fault. I mean... Obviously, we didn't have a home, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Right? <laughs> yeah, and the one we have right now is doing such a bang-up job. But, you know, everything from the National Transportation Safety Board to um, border agents to just even really local and state police, all of that failed. So to just lay blame on Bill Clinton, I think, is just one wrong and I think it's inappropriate. No, no. Certainly, he is somewhat to blame, and I don't think that we can deny this. I mean, there are, cert- there are certain actions that Bill Clinton could have taken in the years leading up to September 11th that possibly could have helped prevent September 11th. Um, but our current president could have done the same thing as well. So I find it amusing when anybody suggests that 
Bill Clinton is the whole reason why we have this huge problem of terrorism now. And that's the whole reason why September 11th happened. And it's the whole reason why all of the subsequent terrorist attacks after September 11th have happened. It's it's just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, although you mentioned George Tenet. It's incre- well, George Tenet, if we really want to get down to yeah. it, if you really are going to blame one person, George Tenet is the guy that you would target. I've heard... Oh, I haven't heard. I know for a fact that the Bush administration is now starting to turn on George Tenet, and they're even taking that tack where they don't want to directly assault Clinton because that's just unprecedented. It would be too unseemly for a sitting president to do. Well, they're looking at Tenet, which is a holdover from the Clinton days, and they're just now getting around to scapegoating. (laughs) But, okay. Well, let's talk about that crocodile. Oh, you know, it's. Good thing that you brought that up, Eric. <laughs> yes. Steve Irwin. Oh. Uh, unlike irony, Steve Irwin is dead. Um, Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> Crickets in the Moment. Back. Shut <laughs> the up. The moment's over. The moment's over. Fine. <laughs> but yeah, this I, bastard over here doesn't want to pay respects to a true Australian <laughs> hero Yes, by giving him a moment of silence. Uh, yeah. I, I, of course feel for the man's family and think that his his death was tragic and grotesque. Ah, uh, no, you don't. I do. That's, that is to say the, the rational part of me. The rational part <laughs> of you. <that's> right. <laughs> However, the rest of me is just having a field day with the delicious karmic repercussions and how this was the least surprising celebrity death in history. <laughs> well, now I... I- I honestly right thought, next to that guy from Alice in Chains dying of a heroin right. overdose. I honestly thought that maybe Steve O or one of the other jackass guys would get it before Steve Irwin. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that. Yes, we and um, we here at Punditocracy, we do have a death pool going, and none of us had Steve Irwin on that death pool. Steve O, yeah, Steve O is definitely on the top. But um, yeah, no, we did. That's a cup dandy surprise that Steve Irwin's dead. I mean, the guy made a career out of hunting down crocodiles and. Petting poisonous snakes yes. and he made he, chasing gorillas and he made an entire career of being in, riling up animals <laughs> that have several different means of killing him. That's right. <laughs> I mean, so it should come as no surprise. No, fact, I mean, he probably cheated death for much longer yes. than he really should have. Yes, I, I believe. I believe that that stingray's barb was actually the Grim Reaper's scythe in disguise. Yes. Uh, but you know what, though. At least he died doing what he loves. He did die doing what he loves. And you know what? Uh, and there's there's something that should be said about that. No, and it's true. Um, he was very enthusiastic supporter of he was. Uh, animal rights. Uh, you know, he was a conservationist. He dedicated his entire life and career to trying to better understand these creatures, That's although right. it still kind of mystifies me how poking an alligator with a stick really helps us understand any more about its nature. It's got to get pissed off. I think we already kind of assumed that, and it's been well documented, but, you know, thank you for reinforcing that, yeah. Steve Irwin. Um, but, again, the, it is, however, unexpected that it wasn't a crocodile that killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would have been, I don't know, Yeah, a lot more fun yeah. if he had been eaten by a crocodile. Yeah. But, uh, but I, yeah. I think Steve probably would have wanted to go out being eaten by a crocodile. Don't I, you think? No, I think he actually probably 
had suicidal tendencies, and his entire career was just a protracted suicide attempt. <laughs> well, now there's an interesting theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he finally got his wish. Yeah. But we've pissed on enough graves tonight. That's all the time we have for this week's Punditocracy. A few things that don't suck before we go. Ern says, Dead Rising for the Xbox 360. I say, the new incarnation of Cracked Magazine. That's about it. Bye bye. I don't mind your rabbit doggy. You not don't mind it when it bites. Just the days and nights and the nights are longer. The watching days turn into nights. Yeah, I buy the drugs, I light the fire. I am your main supplier. I am your man.